Good morning, faithful listeners. You have tuned in to the P40 Ministries podcast, the one place where you can get a daily explanatory Bible reading to start your day strong. This is your host, Jen, bringing you a brand new episode out of Genesis. Hey, friends and faithful listeners, thank you so much for tuning in this morning to the P40 Ministries podcast. And this is your host, Jen, and I have my windows wide open today. It's just such a beautiful day. I'm so excited about the spring weather and the fish in my pond are finally active again, which is really uh, fun for me. I love to go over and um, uh, feed them and watch them swarm the food. They're very aggressive and they've been trained very well. <laughs> they actually... If I don't even have food with me, if I walk up to the pond, they'll all just swarm me, actually. They'll, you can see them swimming towards me and looking at me. It's really funny. But uh, I've been enjoying that the past couple of days. And, and if you hear the wind coming through the microphone, that is because my windows are wide open. But anyway, we are going to be discussing Genesis chapter 42 today, verses 1 through 17. I will be reading out of the WEB version of the Bible, but you can read out of whatever version you prefer. Now Jacob saw that there was grain in Egypt, and Jacob said to his sons, Why do you look at one another? He said, Behold, I have heard that there is grain in Egypt. Go down there and buy for us from there, so that we may live and not die. Joseph's ten brothers went down to buy grain from Egypt. But Jacob didn't send Benjamin, Joseph's brother, with his brothers, for he said, Lest perhaps harm happen to him. The sons of Israel came to buy among those who had come, for the famine was in the land of Canaan. Joseph was the governor over the land. It was he who sold to all the people of the land. Joseph's brothers came and bowed themselves down to him with their faces to the earth. Joseph saw his brothers and recognized them, but he acted like a stranger to them and spoke roughly with them. He said to them, Where did you come from? They said, From the land of Canaan to buy food. Joseph recognized his brothers, but they didn't recognize him. Joseph remembered the dreams which he had dreamed about them and said to them, You are spies. You have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said to him, No, my Lord, but your servants have come to buy food. We are all one man's sons. We are honest men. Your servants are not spies. He said to them, No, but you have come to see the nakedness of the land. They said, We are your servants. Our twelve brothers, the sons of one man in the land of Canaan, and behold, the youngest is today with our father, and one is no more. Joseph said to them, It is like I told you, saying, You are spies. By this you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh, you shall not go out from here unless your youngest brother comes here. Send one of you, let him get your brother, and you shall be bound, that your words may be tested, whether there is truth in you, or else by the life of Pharaoh, surely you are spies. He put them all together into custody for three days. This is where Joseph's story gets kind of interesting because he meets his brothers again after 20 years of not seeing them. After 20 years of being sold into slavery, his brothers finally meet him again. So you remember that there was a famine happening. It was a really, really bad famine. But for seven years, Joseph had been the second in command of all of Egypt. He had gone from a slave to a prisoner to the second in command to Pharaoh, all in a matter of 20 years. And so for seven years, 
He was storing up all this food. In fact, he had so much food stored up in these storehouses that the entire nation of Egypt could get fed for seven whole years. And not only could the nation of Egypt get fed, but also the surrounding nations could be fed as well. That is how much food was stored in these storehouses. In fact, I think it said that there was so much food stored up in these storehouses that it numbered the amount of grains of sand on the seashore. So there was a ton of food. And so it says in verse one that Jacob, who was Joseph's father, he's still living in the land of Canaan. And he hears that there is food in Egypt and that all these people are traveling to Egypt to get their food because of this wise person who had stored up all this food for seven whole years. First one starts off by Jacob being kind of snarky to his sons. And it's kind of funny. He says, why are you standing there looking at one another? <laughs> is that not a very parent thing to say to your kids. It's just very funny. I can just imagine my mom or dad saying that to me. And he's like, why are you guys standing around? You know, there is food in Egypt. And I have heard that there's food. Why aren't you going? Go get the food so that we don't die. And this is what Jacob is saying to his sons. Now, when I looked deeper into this, I actually saw that I think the Hebrew word for looking at one another actually meant like they're quizzically looking at one another or um, guiltily looking at one another. So it could mean that Jacob is perplexed that his sons, when they hear the word Egypt, are looking at one another like, oh, no, we have to go to Egypt, which is where we sold Joseph, our brother, into slavery at. Now, Jacob still doesn't know about this. He still doesn't know. I don't think that Joseph was sold into slavery, though I do suspect and I'll, I'll explain this a little bit later. I do suspect that Jacob actually does think that his sons did away with Joseph in some way. But I'll talk more about that later on. So um, Jacob says to his sons, why are you looking at one another? And it's it's potentially they were looking at one another because they were so guilty every time they heard the word Egypt, which is where they sold uh, their brother to. Every time they hear that word, they get all freaky. And so Jacob picks up on this and he's like, why are you staring at each other? And he says, okay, now go down to the land of Egypt. Make sure you buy enough food that we aren't going to die. And he says, I am not going to give you my son, my youngest son, Benjamin. He's not going with you guys because I want him safe. And if you heard a lot of my previous episodes about Jacob and his wives and all the drama that happened there... Benjamin was the other son of Rachel. So Rachel had two sons. Rachel had Benjamin and she also had Joseph. Now, Joseph was the one who was sold into slavery, obviously. But Benjamin was the other son, the youngest. And Jacob favored Rachel. He loved Rachel so much. And that is why he favored Joseph so, so badly. And uh also now is favoring Benjamin. Now, I want you guys to notice something. The reason the other brothers had sold Joseph in the first place was because they were jealous of him. They were jealous of their father's affection towards Joseph, and they didn't get the same amount of affection from their father that Joseph got. So they were lying to themselves, saying that if Joseph is just gone, our father will love us too. And they were so mistaken. They sold Joseph off into slavery, but their father is never going to change. 
He had another son now that he's favoring, who was Benjamin. So he wasn't going to ever change his ways, and his sons were mistaken to think that getting rid of Joseph would also get rid of the problem. It was not going to get rid of the problem. You know, they shouldn't have sold their brother into slavery. That was wrong, and it didn't fix the problem. Their father still loved another son more than them. So it says that he's showing favor now to Benjamin because Benjamin was the son of his favorite wife who was now deceased. So the sons all go down to Egypt, minus Benjamin, of course. They see Joseph, and Joseph is governing the land, and he's probably overseeing the distribution of the food, maybe to the foreigners to make sure that nothing fishy is going on. Who knows? But he's overseeing the distribution of the food. And so the brothers encounter Joseph, and they bow low to the ground, it says. It says they bowed so low to the ground that their faces were touching the dirt. And Joseph remembered the dream. Not only did he recognize his brothers immediately, it says, but he remembered the dreams that he used to dream about them, where they would bow low to the earth in his dreams, and that he was the one who was going to be uh, recognized as their ruler, in a sense. And so now, this dream is coming true. His brothers are bowing low to the ground in front of him, and he is their ruler, in a sense. Joseph, it says in verse 7 that Joseph saw his brothers, recognized them immediately, but decided to act like a stranger to them. And he spoke roughly with them. Now, my biggest question when I read this was, why did Joseph do this? I think that not only was there still maybe a little bit of resentment that Joseph had towards his brothers, but I think he was testing them. I think he was testing to see what they were going to do. I think he knew from the very beginning that his brothers hated him because he was the favored son. I think, honestly, he kind of milked that a little bit when he was still living with them. And I've talked a lot about that in previous episodes. But I think he knew that his brothers were, in fact, jealous of him for being the favored son. I think he also knows his father's mindset as well, that probably Benjamin would be the next favorite son also. Because Benjamin was around when Joseph had left. Benjamin, I do believe, was around. And I think actually Rachel, his mother, was already deceased by the time Joseph had been sold into slavery. Just with how the timeline lines up, I do believe that Benjamin was born and Rachel was already deceased. So Joseph decides to speak roughly to his brothers to test them to see if they are still the jerks he remembers. <laughs> and so he speaks roughly with them and he's like, where did you come from? And they're all humble. And they're like, well, we came from the land of Canaan to buy food for our family. It says in verse eight, once again, Joseph recognized his brothers, but they did not recognize him. His brothers are expecting Joseph to be long gone, to be a slave in some person's household to this day. They are absolutely not expecting Joseph to be the commander, the ruler, the second in command of the entire nation of Egypt. They are not expecting that. So there is no way they're going to recognize Joseph as being this governor over the entire nation of Egypt. 
They would never have expected that. So Joseph says to them, no, I don't believe you. You're, you guys are a bunch of spies. You're coming here to see how impoverished the land of Egypt is so that you can attack us. He's, he says, you are a bunch of spies. And they say to him, no, my Lord, we're your servants. We have come to buy food. We are all the sons of one man. We are all brothers. We are not spies. We're just a family of friendly travelers that are coming to Egypt to buy food for our family. So please, sir, we are not spies. Believe us. And so he says to them, no, you have come to see the nakedness of the land is what he says to them. And that's an old fashioned way of saying you are, have come to see how impoverished the land is or how, you know, how, how bare it is, how bad it is. And they say, no, no, we insist, you know, we are 12 brothers. We are the sons of one man in the land of Canaan. And, you know, there's only 10 of us here because one of the sons, the youngest, in fact, is still with our father. And then the other one is no more is what they say. So they lie to Joseph, not knowing that Joseph is in fact their brother. And they're like, one of our brothers is no more, meaning he is dead. They might believe he's dead, but probably they still think that he is a slave. But maybe possibly out of the guilt, out of all the guilt that they hold for what they did to Joseph, they might kind of wish he is dead so that he is not suffering in this uh, slavery position they put him in. Because slaves did not have it good. Slaves had it miserable. And I think I talked about that the first episode we talked about on Joseph's slavery, was that slaves were treated horribly. You know, they didn't have any freedom whatsoever. But nonetheless, they tell Joseph, these brothers tell Joseph that he is dead. And of course, he's not dead. He's standing right there. And so Joseph says to them, no, I don't believe you. You're spies. And he says, you know what? I'm going to test you to see if you're not actually spies. And he's testing them. See, this is, this is what I was saying. He's testing them. He says, you are not going to leave the nation of Egypt unless one of you goes back to Canaan, grabs your youngest brother and brings him to me. And he says, then I will know if your story is true. And of course, he does know that their story is true. He already knows everything about them. And so he says, send one of you, go get your brother and bring him back. It doesn't say how the brothers responded to that. I wonder if they protested because immediately it says in verse 17, and to conclude this uh, passage of scripture for today, it says that Joseph put them all together into custody for three days. So they probably protested saying, no, we can't go back. No, it's too dangerous. No, we can't bring Benjamin here. No, this, no, that. And so he puts them all together into custody for three days. He throws them into prison for three days. You know, Joseph is kind of giving them a taste of their own medicine. You know, they threw Joseph into that pit and they sold Joseph into slavery. So Joseph putting them into prison for three days to teach them a lesson is, I wouldn't say justified, but it's very, very small compared to what they did to Joseph. It's a very, very small compared to what they did. And, you know, they ruined or thought they ruined Joseph's life. But we will talk more about this 
Friday. So join me on Friday at 6 a.m. to discuss uh, more of this chapter. I don't think we'll finish out this chapter on Friday, but we will talk more about it. And join me tomorrow at 6 a.m. for an episode out of Matthew. We will be discussing more about Jesus's life in Matthew chapter 20. Now, friends, this week is Holy Week, and I think I've already advertised my uh, coloring books quite a bit this week already, but this is Holy Week. This is the week of the devotionals that I authored and illustrated. So if you want to take part in those devotionals, take a look at them on Amazon Prime. I believe the adult version is $12.99 and the children's version is $10. So definitely take a look at those. Let me know how you think. Send me your pictures of you coloring those devotionals. I am putting all the pictures I receive on my P40 Ministries Facebook page. So I'd love to see all your pictures of you doing the devotionals with your children or just doing them alone. I want to see those pictures. I will share them on my Facebook page. So send them right over. You can find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash p40ministries. Or you can go to my website, www.p40ministries.com slash contact. And from there, you can send the pictures right over. But friends and faithful listeners, have a wonderful rest of your holy week. Happy listening and God bless.